sister friend, it's Heather Georgell, your certified life and NLP practitioner. And I'm Cynthia Fields, your CBF, certified best friend and mother of three. And together, we want to make doing the inner work not, not suck by talking about all things womanhood, motherhood, sex, and, and everything, everything in, in between. between. Are you ready? Let's talk. This is the Sex and Motherhood Podcast. I don't know about you, but I have been so excited this last week with all the warm weather we have been having here in Utah. Hey everyone, it's Cynthia here, and I don't know about you, but I have been so excited with the weather this last week here in Utah. It's been so nice and so sunny, and it's just done wonders for my anxiety and my mental health. Now, in the beginning of the season, when Heather was introducing me, I told you that there would come a time where you would get to hear from me about some of the experiences that I have gone through and how I have come out stronger and more confident than I ever did before they happened. Well, today is one of those episodes. Today, I'm going to talk very boldly about some topics that Heather and I both believe need to have more awareness around them. But first, I want to share with all of you the conversation that led to the topic of this episode. So a few weeks ago, one of my friends asked me if I wanted to take a rad class. I was so excited. I have always wanted to take a self-defense class. And for those of you who don't know what rad stands for, it's rape, aggression, defense. And honestly, if you didn't know what that was, neither did I until I showed up for my first class. All I knew was that it was a basic women's defense class. As I've had time to really think about what this class means to me and the reason I have been wanting to take one for so long, I found that it's to protect myself, but also to protect my children. We have finished the first two weeks of this five-week course that I'm in, and I'm starting to realize that there's so much more than just defending myself and my children physically against a predator, but also I'm having to come face-to-face with some of the trauma that I've gone through in my past. When we're young, we're told that we shouldn't talk to strangers or that we need to listen to our gut feeling when something doesn't seem right. But what we're not really taught is what to do when those feelings arise. We're told, run. But what if we can't run? What are we supposed to do when we can't run? I have no idea what we're supposed to do before I started taking this class. So that is another reason why I always wanted to take a self-defense class. I want to know what to do if I cannot run. There have been so many times in my life where I wish I had known about this class or one like it. It could have saved me a lot of pain, both physically and emotionally. Until about six years ago, most of my young childhood memories had been blocked. I always thought I had a bad memory. I started to go into this self-discovery of who I was at this time and getting some much-needed emotional help where I learned that I didn't have a bad memory, but rather I had an incredible brain that had been protecting me from all the trauma I had experienced at the hands of so many people, but most importantly at the start of it, a close family member. After this discovery, I started to have more and more memories flood back into my brain. I had been protecting myself without even knowing it my entire life. Because of this trauma I had gone through, I had a hard time trusting people. I was a very aggressive and angry adolescent. Like I had some issues, you guys. Honestly, like this is some really hard stuff for me to talk about because it is really triggering, like hashing up some of these emotions. So then a few years later, I was abused again. The first time I was five, the second time I was about nine, and this time I was a victim of child-on-child abuse. This is a type of abuse that is so common. I wish it wasn't, but it is. And it is the number one reason why my children are not allowed to attend sleepovers or why we won't have sleepovers ourselves. Because I have become this 
overprotective, I guess you can say, mom about who my kids are with, who they're hanging out with, who the adults are, who the siblings are, because this child on child abuse is so common and people don't know about it. They have no idea. No one talks about it. And what I've learned as I've gotten older and learned more about child on child is the child who is doing the abusing is also being abused. So with child on child abuse, there are two victims there. I wasn't the only victim. And I see that now and I understand it as an adult, but as a young person, it tore me up. I was so confused for so many reasons and I didn't know who I could and who I couldn't trust. Even to this day, like my dad has no idea. My mom and I never talked about it ever again. And it's just been this like secret that I've had in my past with my family. My husband knows about it. A lot of my friends know about it. And now you all know about it. But it is something that I really am passionate that everyone needs to know about. It is how we protect our children. It is how we protect ourselves. I can't say enough about knowing your surroundings, knowing who's around your children, knowing who's around your family. The next time I had anything happen, I was a little bit older. I was in high school. It was actually probably before high school is when it started. I have been a well-endowed woman since I was about nine years old. And I honestly feel like since then, a lot of the conversations that have been brought up to me have been centered around my boobs. I remember being in high school and boys throwing grapes down my chest or no matter what I would wear, even if it was as a crew neck shirt, the topic always came back to at one point in the day or another, like your boobs. They're so big. They're in the way. Oh my gosh. It's so comfy. They're a pillow. Like all of these things, they're all so triggering. And if you are large busted, you know what I'm talking about and how uncomfortable it is to have to do jumping jacks in PE and have all the boys staring at you and feeling so insecure and so uncomfortable. And then on top of that, it wasn't just random boys or even my friends. I would have family members, like not necessarily my parents or my siblings, but like like my aunts and my uncles and all of those people would be like, oh, people pay for that. You're so blessed. Like all of these things where I'm a 10, 11, 12, even 16 year old girl, no one should be objectifying my body that way. It makes me feel disgusted even thinking about it. But I know that they didn't mean it that way. It's a generational thing. And it's honestly one of the worst types of cycles that we can have in our society. Again, I was in a situation where I wish... I had taken a class to help me understand how to protect myself. When I was in college, I was on a date with a boy who I didn't know that well. I mean, I knew him, but I didn't really know him. And we went on a date. We went to dinner. We were walking around downtown Salt Lake City, where then all of a sudden I found myself in a dark alleyway. And if you've ever been in downtown Salt Lake at night around 10 p.m. and you don't know where you are, it's terrifying. And I just remember he grabbed me when I didn't want to be touched. And he definitely wanted to do more than just hold hands. I remember this was one of the first times where I truly felt in danger. And I froze, which is acceptable. That is an actual response. Freezing is a response. I didn't know what to do. And so what I did end up doing to save myself was I got my phone out. 
Now, this was back when we had flip phones. And if you ever had a flip phone, you know what T9 is. And if you had T9, then you knew how to type a message without ever looking and you can press send and you knew what was being sent. So thank goodness for T9 at that time, because within 10 or 15 minutes, I had three or four of my best guy friends there to help save me. Now, if I had known better, known how I could say no, knew that you know, it didn't matter if he took me out to dinner, knew if it, he had, you know, been so sweet and so nice, I still could have said no. I didn't have to feel obligated to go on this walk with him because I didn't want to go. And I just feel like if I had those resources to be able to have that confidence to say no, push him away, whatever it was, then I could have saved this like, traumatic event in my life that as a 32 year old, I'm looking back at 19 year old me and being like, still feeling so gross about it. Not gross in the sense that the choice I made was gross, but gross in the sense that another human thought that they had the right to touch me in that way, especially when I made it very clear at one point that I didn't want to be touched. I remember him moving my hand away from blocking him. Like I would bring my hand up to my chest and try and like push him away from me. And he would like grab my hand and be like, ooh, yeah, you like that. And I just remember that feeling of being so unable to help myself. And all I could do was text with my left hand, my non-dominant hand, and pray that it, it went out right. So we'll fast forward a few more years. I had a couple more, you know, boob incidences or like weird Tinder moments. I don't even understand why I got on Tinder. I knew what it was, but you know, as a young adult, you just want to go on dates and sometimes (laughs) Tinder is the way to go. But anyway, a few years later, I've been married now for about a year. I have this beautiful daughter. She's a little under a a year old when... I'm in a store standing in line and these two women are eyeballing my daughter and they keep asking me if they can hold her, if they can play with her, if they can do all these things. And I felt sick about it. Usually if someone is like oodling and oddling over your child, you're like, thank you. Like you feel so proud. Like this is my baby. She's beautiful. She's awesome. She's hilarious. But this gave me the sickest feeling. And I just instinctively stood between them and my daughter. I didn't know what else to do. I had never, I didn't know what trafficking was at the time. I didn't know what people do to try and take your child. And When I did that, a few other people noticed that I was starting to feel uncomfortable and that they were being even more persistent with trying to hold her. And they also stepped in. And then after a few minutes of them stepping in and kind of backing me away from the these women, they grabbed everything they had, they ran out the door to a car that was waiting for them and they sped off. Y'all, they had a getaway car. And at that moment, it still hadn't even occurred to me what was going on. Like I was so oblivious. And this man who helped me said, ma'am, they were trying to take your baby. And I was just like, what? And then I think back on it now and I'm like, well, yeah, they were. All the signs were there. But I, what would I have done if he hadn't been there? If someone hadn't stepped in to help me, what if they had decided one of them was going to hurt me and the other one was going to grab my baby? How do I defend her? How do I defend myself? It's just another reason why I've been wanting to take these classes. Now, the point of these stories aren't to make you feel like, well, damn, this girl's been through a lot. Or like, 
you know, feel bad for me or anything like that, because that's the least of my worries. I am a strong, confident woman now. I've been through all of these things and I've come out of them stronger. The point that I'm trying to make is as girls, as women, as mothers, and as adults, we need to create a place and a space where our children, our friends need to feel like they have total control over their bodies, over the choice of who gets to touch them, who doesn't get to touch them, who gets to talk to them a certain way and who doesn't get to talk to them a certain way. In this class that I'm taking, I'm starting to gain so much more confidence in how not to only defend myself physically and emotionally, but also how to defend others. One of the teachers mentioned in our last class that us being there today, that day, was being brave. We're taking the step to take control over our own bodies, our own safety, and the safety of everyone else around us. And that we are breaking a cycle of abuse that has been passed down from generation to generation. Like, no one has the right to touch you, talk to you in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable, or even look at you in a way that makes you feel weird. For example, when someone, even if it's a family member like my mom or my dad, or is trying to give my daughter a hug, and they say, come on, give me a hug right now, and she says no, she knows and she understands that her no means no. Because no matter who that person is, That's her body. She has the right to say she doesn't want to do it. And if you're a parent out there and you're like, well, I don't want to upset my parents or I don't want to upset so-and-so, it doesn't matter. Maybe try giving another option. Being like, oh, you don't want to hug them? That's okay. How about a wave? How about blow a kiss? Do you want to blow a kiss? Do you want to give a wave? Give them the choice to choose what they want to do. It is teaching them that they have the option and they have the choice of what they want to do. Now, if you're one of those people who demands that they get physical or emotional affection from another child or human, understand that it is not a personal thing sometimes. Sometimes they just don't want to be touched, but also that you need to respect that boundary because you do not have autonomy over their body. And it is just, it just bothers me so much when people tell my children that they need to give them a hug or a kiss or anything, even if it's a high five. If she says no, that means no. And I feel like I'm raising this very independent girl who most of the time, if she doesn't want to do something, she will let you know. She'll kick you, she'll hit you, she'll scream. And if she doesn't do those things, she'll look at me and be like, She'll be like, hello, help me lady. And I'll go help her because I'm her mom and I will do anything for her. On the other hand, if I was to force her to help somebody else or give them a hug, give them a kiss, do anything that she doesn't want to do, that's doing the opposite of what we're trying to teach our children. I froze in so many moments of my life because I didn't know. I didn't know that I had the confidence to say no. No one taught me that I could say no to a hug or I could say no to holding hands or I could do all of these things. It breaks down their confidence. It breaks down the ability to when the moment comes to say no, to believe that no means no. And if someone has a problem with this, I am gladly going to walk up to them and teach them a lesson because I am no longer welcoming this in my family, in my life, in my friends' lives, in my friends' children's lives, 
Nobody deserves to feel like they don't have control of their own body. Ladies, it's all about protecting ourselves, protecting our babies, protecting those who cannot protect themselves. I encourage all of you to please, 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 please look up your local RAD or any type of self-defense class and sign up. You will feel so empowered. You will have a better understanding of why we need to stick together and how important you are in the protection of your own body, your mind, your spirit, and the spirit and mind and body of those little ones that you love so much, whether they're your own children, your nieces, your nephews, anybody. And I want you all to know that like I have barely just scraped the surface on some of these stories that I've told you. It's been very vulnerable for me to even share this much with you, but I am still learning. I'm still in the process of healing from some of this stuff. And I feel like I'm always going to be healing and always trying to understand why some of the things that have happened to me have happened. And I truly believe that, you know, the more we talk about it, the more we bring awareness to any type of abuse, any type of, you know, trauma that has happened in anyone's life, the more that we are going to be able to battle it, like combat it, like overcome it and be stronger on the other end of it. And while, you know, today's episode has been very like surface level of some of the stuff that's happened, later I will go into a more deeper dive when I feel like I can be in that mental and emotional space with you. But right now I'm so focused on, you know, the excitement of this class that I'm taking and learning that, you know, my past is my past and I can use that to give me like a push to be more empowered in my future. And I just want you all to know that I'm so grateful for you listening to me babble on and understand that while it's not always easy to talk about hard things, that it is sometimes necessary. And I really hope that you are able to feel something from this today and that you were able to connect in, on a level where you yourself can either deal with some of the trauma that you've been dealing with, or you can finally feel like you can move forward from it, or even just feel like you're not alone. Because so many of us don't report anything or don't tell anybody about what's going on. Half of the things that I've told you tonight, my family doesn't even know. And if they're going to listen, I'm a little scared, but it's fine because to be able to move forward, you have to be vulnerable. And if you have been through a trauma of any kind and would like to be on our show, please reach out through our social media and let's spread awareness together to end the cycle of abuse. You just finished another episode of the Sex and Motherhood Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Feeling inspired? Go ahead, rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I want to hear your biggest takeaway. So skip on over to Instagram and leave a comment about your favorite part at, at sexandmotherhood.podcast. And remember to share with your sister friends too. Meet you here next week.